0: Welcome to the Football Fun Factory Podcast. The weekly show for football mums, dads and coaches that showcases all things kids football. Starring FFF head coaches James Cutting and Johnny Martin. Hi, I'm Luke Jack. I just want to introduce myself as the newest member of the Football Fun Factory family and I will be the head coach now at our new community
1: in South Cams and Hertfordshire. That's, awesome. That's what we're talking about today in episode 8 of the uh, Football Factory podcast. We've got a new F there, we've got a family in as well. Football Fun Factory family, <laughs> I like that. So they're a growing family. So it's uh, uh, us three and Kyle now our four head coaches. So welcome Luke this time on the podcast, You're wearing the blue and yellow of the Football Fun Factory. Thank you very much, It's great to, um, great to be a part of
0: it. I was so impressed when i have done the last podcast with you guys in there. Uh, what you're trying to build here. So now it's time to be a part of it myself, and really looking forward with um, stepping out my comfort zone, doing something completely different, and really looking forward to it, being a part of it.
1: Yeah, that's it. And the, the, the difference, really, from you know, we talked in the last one about professional football, and we're now taking it right back down to grassroots and fun enjoy and enjoyment, and taking it away from. So it's almost like two different ends of the spectrum. But community is what we're talking about today. And so your community is going to be in. South Hartfordshire, Hertfordshire, um, and I think Melbourne was the first of your venues? Yeah, Melbourne's going to be the first one, so it's really taking it
0: back to where it all began for me many, many, many years ago. <laughs> but, um, I can't wait to get started, and obviously, Melbourne is where I grew up as a young boy, went to school there, went to the Village College, and where I started playing football, I think I mentioned it on the last podcast from Melbourne Tigers, and yep. played in Melbourne for many years, it'd be great for me to go back to that community and give something back and try and, like I say, it's completely different for me just being involved in professional football as a player and then as a coach, but now to uh, really any level of football and really help boys and girls and really grow that
2: participation level in, in that area. Oh, brilliant. And John. your weekly
1: training sessions kicked off last week?
2: Yes, uh, so I was at Linton, um, Sutherford Warden, obviously, my area. Uh, it was a great start. For me, obviously, my community was probably I was a little bit more adopted into that community. So I grew up in a small village, not, not too far. Yeah. Um, obviously went to school at Saffron Walden, similar story. Um, but I'm obviously growing my community as it goes, and it's going very well. Well, it's
1: the same for me. I mean, I I moved to to Red Lodge uh, about three years ago, and yeah. that's my area, which I've sort of grown into developed my my sessions. Um, so the community in which you live in isn't necessarily where you were born. Yeah. Um, some people are literally born and bred in the place, aren't they? and Then they feel a real strength of association to where they live. And I think that um, I think that's so important about what we're trying to do here is, is that the people that come on board. Uh, we've, we've got a fantastic team now. We're, we're so blessed with the team that we've got in place. We call us we call each other superstar coaches, and um, that's because we want to provide that level of experience for the children Um, and as we grow and develop the organisation having people like Luke come on board and Kyle as well which is absolutely important but it's so important that they also feel that the the, the area in which they live
2: that they're able to grow and develop their own community yeah definitely and it has to have like you said it has to it it helps if it's got a personal touch Mm. So, like Sutherland was the first place that I started playing football and I went to my first camp yeah so I think like that Association of that place is is huge, no, that's it. and um, and yeah, again it's different. It's
1: different from here, but it's it's where I live now. It's, it's the yeah. impact that I can make um, in my area. I was I was born in Kings Lynn, um, so about an hour from here. And, and when I started working in Cambridge, that's when I sort of moved to the area, moved to sort of the new market area, and then it had been very much But you do you feel like when you live somewhere, you want to make a difference, um, and there's not many jobs. As that we never call it a job what we do, but there's not many jobs where you can um, actually work within your own community. You only have to travel out somewhere and we'll do that somewhere else. But um, so look your session, so you're gonna be uh, you're gonna be running an October half term course uh, over at Melbourne Girls College. Yeah I think we've got a
0: taste of booked in a couple of weeks before that but yeah. my wife's gonna help me out so we'll be working on it yeah. together, hopefully get the kids involved as well to have a real family feel to it. A real family feel and just like I say it's great. Obviously, for you moving we to Red Launch, Johnny, it's up to try and give something back to the community and that is really what, what we want to do in the, in the Melbourne area and hopefully we'll grow that more and more as, as time goes on. Yeah, that's it. Um,
1: it. What do you think the benefits are then? So when we talk about communities, what do we actually mean? It's so a word, we've probably said it about 50 times in this podcast already. Community, community, community. What does it mean
2: though? So what are the benefits of it? What do you think? Well, when, when you know when we spoke, I think it one of on our one, first in a podcast, were saying that like you go down the street and you'd see someone else yeah. come to your session and or whether it's a kid sees another kid and that brings them to closer together yeah I think um, I mean so many kids these days are stuck indoors playing on Xbox and PlayStation and whatever else it might be actually to and because they don't know that someone two doors down likes football loves playing football too yeah. and they could be their best friend exactly forever. yeah exactly so I think like that's something that's really like important to me is actually trying to bring the community together, introduce people together for the first time and actually hopefully create new friendships, get yes. people Yeah I think that's where like, the world has changed though, I mean, it's yeah.
0: the computers and that sort of thing that you mentioned are, the kids running all the time but the way, when I was a little lad anyway, I'm a lot older than you two guys. <laughs> but it was, I was out every day when my mates playing football on yeah. the park, it don't happen as well, we had our own little community there so it's sort of trying to get that again. Bit enclosed in a in a training session in a fun session where it might not be a local club that not all kids can get in here because they're quite few and far between it's a, a place where people can come and have a fun safe training session yeah. and like you say you meet new people and get that activity not just stuck at home at times particularly now the winter's
2: coming up fast and just planning and you can all the time i think safety really key word as well yeah. is obviously sometimes like. When I, when I was younger, I used to go out, I used to go out with a walkie-talkie Didn't have over mobile phone. I used to go to the park, I used to leave my house about 8 in the morning, come home at 8 at night, I'd get it, occasionally I would go in the walkie-talkie, um, dinner's what ready. Do, all right? Right? Yeah, of course, was no, no, a good idea. But my, yeah, mum would be like, oh, dinner's ready at this time, whatever it might be. I had to check in with her every couple of hours. But obviously now, like, that doesn't happen as much. Right. And for loads of different reasons, and the fact that we were able to offer a safe environment where parents know they can drop their kid off and they'll be having a great day all day and they'll come up and be able to pick them up and they've had a good day and they've been safe. I think that's that's quite important. I remember some of the stuff that you said, James, once
0: about having as many people as possible that can walk to a training session to have that many communities out there so the kids can just walk around the corner with their mums and their dads, drop them off and it's football on their doorstep, as it were. I think the more we can grow this, the more we can do that, it's just going to grow the participation levels for sort of all level of play so much it's
1: something that really stuck to me. So yeah, I think I think for me, village locations, obviously in, in, in getting to the stage where the organisation is at now, we've tried a few things and it's been a nice, nice position to be in. So before we get to a point where we can roll it out by introducing new coaches that can go and replicate the success that we've had so far. That success has come eventually, but actually there's been a number of things that we've tried that we don't all shout from the rooftops out about that haven't necessarily worked. So for example, to share with others, um we started a program, a weekly program, so uh, two ends of the spectrum, right? There's a weekly program here in Red Lodge and we, we can have up to 50 children attending uh, one night across a couple of hours. Um, for that particular night and there's actually three different nights that they can train to do that so participation participation levels are high and the population of this village where we are now is two and a half thousand people and you go okay so then logically common sense says well if you go and do that in a big city well you can have two and a half thousand people attending your session because <laughs> ridiculous I know but in terms of scaling it up that's how it would actually work yeah. but then we tried something in a bigger, bigger town, bigger city and we didn't get the participation levels, not like the, the small little village location, and you, know, you ask yourself why is that, yeah. why, why would that happen, and my personal opinion is because people in little villages actually talk to each other, yeah. and, they, and word of mouth is the best way of spreading the message of how good something is, how convenient something is that you can walk to it. Um, and I feel a sense of... I think that just comes
0: back to that word, community that we, yeah. we're talking about today, and to have that in, like, say, a smaller, like a village location and that sort of thing, word of mouth is the best way, because people do tend to know each other a lot more than when you're in a, a big city. And to have the fantastic programme that you're running, it just shows, with the numbers, the number of children
1: participating, it's, it's so big, that's it. There was a guy on Monday night, so we had our first session on Monday night at Campbell, and um, the guy, he probably told me a little bit more than he should have done, but he came up to me and he said, um, I've got a few questions. It's, preferred. it's Henry's first session here tonight, um, and we always have a question of the week in our podcast, so this can be the one for this week. But he, he had about 20 questions, and he said, Apologies for all the questions, but I agreed to sign myself up for this on Saturday night. I was ran the neighbours and we had a few beers. And before I knew, I'd sign him up, and I didn't know what to sign him up for. So he asked me a few questions, and I thought, Actually, that's great because it's a local community, friends coming together, recommending something word of mouth, and that shows yeah. what it's all about, and what we're trying to do.
2: Yeah, definitely, I, the, the, the powerful thing is, there's still so many kids in this community, in Red Lodge, for example, that still don't even know. So it's, we, we say all the time about word of mouth, and how we want the parents and the kids to share the word as much as they can, but we're still operating with quite a small, uh, scale compared to what, what we want to, even in each of our own areas. I think our like, people still, are still, we still get messages now that like, "Oh, do you have any sisters in Red Lodge?" Just, yeah, like and it's just growing that as much as we can. What always um, like, when
1: people say to me, "Um, God, there's loads of children attending." I, I was my go-to in my mind is, "There really, there really isn't." Yeah. <laughs> Because so for example, like this summer we just had the summer holidays with sixty kids up to as our highest participation numbers in the school holiday program. And people go, like, What loads of kids are go, Well that's two classes. You yeah. have two two primary school classes and there's a school over the road, Thorn Down Primary School, opposite the program the course that the ground, and it has twenty one classes. And all the schools in St. Ives and Huntingdon and all the villages around, we can only attract, yeah. I say only, but we, we've only attracted two classes full of children to come onto our programme. So then you look at it like that and say, well, what is the potential? And as much as sometimes it feels like people know about it, the, the reason why we do this podcast is because we want to spread our message. We, we feel like we've got yeah. a really message to get out there. And that's why we, we sit like this every week and have a chat about what our values are and what we believe in. What, the, what community to us means. Even in the sports I've here,
0: there's been so many people getting in contact, wondering where the next football fun factory is going to pop up. And that is obviously the way that it's going at the moment. But it's, we want that. We want more participation better. It's not about cramming loads of kids in. It's about having these quality sessions with yeah. quality coaches to really just grow
2: and grow and grow the participation that we've well, that, That's what we're passionate about we are passionate about participation and getting more kids falling in love with football. Um, so, I mean, we've, we've obviously had a lot of people get in contact with us, obviously, in the last couple of days, but even before that, when I first joined, about, uh, is it coming to our community soon? And we've also had people come and in, in, get in touch with us that want to start their own community. Um, but I think it's, it, like we said before, it's really important they're the right person. But we are, as a, as a football fun factory, we are trying to grow our participation, and if it does, really goes into other areas, then brilliant. But well, that person has to be the right person. Yeah, it's all about people. We always say that we, you, you can go into a sports hall, and you can have a dance inflatable
1: inflatable pitch, you can have um, these incredible experiences for children, but actually, it's the coaches that bring them to life. I and mean, yeah. I've said that before, and I'll say it again because it really is. Because you could have a you could have um, fifteen children playing an inflatable goal if they're doing a big long line drill, they will not game they're not getting go for four minutes at the ball, So it's, it's making sure that the people, people are the most important thing. I think value. when you say people, I don't think it's the person, not the coach. I mean, I'm a
0: highly qualified yeah, coach of all the yeah. bad, it's that this is a, a new challenge for me where it's gonna test me as a person, but I'm sure because we're so passionate about it and because we wanna throw it, that we can make it work really well. Yeah, ethos,
1: values, um, and, and the real belief in who we are and what we do, I believe, and I think is really, really key. Um, and we, we talked about that, didn't we? What is the ethos of the, the yeah. organisation? We well, oh, it's about it's about giving experiences, providing experiences, and putting the child's feelings and emotions at the forefront of my mind in everything we that do. And
2: well, that's sorry. That's that's what we talk about. We talk about people rather than coaches often, and we talk about children rather than players. Yeah. Uh, it's about it is about that personal touch and about the the human aspect of life within our sessions as yeah, well. The language that we use, you yeah. know, the, the, the subtle change from coach,
1: everyone's of course a coach and we call ourselves head coaches, yeah. but really we are people that are facilitating, you know, enjoyment of football for children. Yeah. Um, and you don't necessarily need, it's great if you have got UAV you UA, UA A license, yeah. but you don't necessarily need that to, to be brilliant at, at uh, being a fantastic person to lead Football session. Yeah, I think that's where, like what you're saying, the children has to come first, the child has
0: to come first before anything, I think where sometimes when you go into football clubs, obviously not all of them, sometimes result, if it's a league situation like we spoke about before with the young kids playing, it sort of comes away from the little ones a little bit and goes into the result of the game, I think what we're running here it purely is all about the child and about their development
1: in football, but more importantly as people moving forward yeah. and, and last week you know we, we talked about training versus matches and the fact that lots of children that come along to our programs just don't, they don't play for the team necessarily lots of children so probably only 50 percent of the children that come along don't play for the team they actually just come along and it might be their first football session know, yeah. that's all they do they come along to the football factory. that's their playing football um, so it's not about necessarily training and playing for a team, it can just be about the fun and enjoyment. And that's what, that is
0: what football should be, regardless of yeah. where you're playing, what age you are. That is football putting it on 38-39, but still love that's to what? playing a <laughs> football I'm not even
1: sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, we can see it all day, absolutely brilliant, fantastic. Uh, it's, we're in danger of having our longest ever podcast I think because we're because we've had so much to talk about, it's been great. I think we always attract and ask, ask for questions of the week for people to send stuff up in. I think it'd be fantastic this week if um, if people send any questions for you, Luke. Obviously, a new member of the team. joining the Football fan patches as head coach. A brand new community, I'm sure there's lots of people, lots of burning questions that people might have. So send them in, um, ask Luke whatever you want and uh, we'll pick the best ones that you can answer. Oh, brilliant, yeah, look forward to it.
0: Look forward to hearing some good questions.